Wrench Nation hanging out with you guys from the East Valley Institute of Technology. Your favorite car talk show. We've heard from you. Loud and clear. And if you don't know, the East Valley Institute of Technology has some of the greatest programs. And yes, they are still active, ready, ready for the fall semester. But first, we gotta let the trumpet roll. That sound and vibe percolating in your ear. Turn it up. That is the kind of song that you get down with. You just finish that build. I don't care if you got a Volkswagen, you got a 68 Impala. Well, dang, I don't know. Some of you got a Rolls Royce. Play this tune and crank it. Absolutely, we know that music and the vibe of music runs through the veins. And in fact, Susie, Sockets, first I got to say hello to you, girl. Hi there, Frank. You know, we live and work together, but I feel like when we do this show, it's special. It's extremely special. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. But I was saying the music and the vibe, the things that we got going on in life, there's two things. I don't care who you are. What are those two things? Music. And a hoopty. Hoo doggy. So if you're tuning in right now, we uh, are honored, as we tell you. We we'll never take that for granted. You guys have hung out with us for some time. And we know you could be doing other things. You hanging with Wrench Nation. When I tell you music and a hoopty, don't get fancy. Get what you got on four wheels. Because right now, with all the craziness... I'm not going to get into details. This is not a political show. It's not a health show. But two things, music and your hoopty. Susie, you got some hoopties. I do have hoopties. Are we going into weird automotive news now? Not yet. Well. The people want to know the serious news of what's going on in the world. Well, let's talk about that. What do you got? Well, I, I found this interesting, man. Well, first, let's introduce... Who we have. What's oh, the, yeah. Susie, I always goofed this up. Like, I, I never went to radio school. They said, well, you got to introduce the show topic, you fool. Because <laughs> they won't hang with you. <laughs> well, you know how we do. We like to highlight, uh, man, some just genuine, sincere, down-to-earth, whether it's the princess uh, of Burwani out of uh, India or uh, Tony Dow from Leave it to Beaver. You guys know how we do. And this show's no different. I want you to hang tight. You have seen this talent on TV. He's inspired you to pick up a few wrenches. And if you're a seasoned wrench, he's inspired you even more. And that is Lou Santiago. Yep, that's it. Lou Santiago. He's a passion and drive of educating many millions for years as the talent and host of Spike TV's Muscle Car Garage and the popular Car Fix TV show. You've seen him. I know you have. The whole family watching Lou. Oh, yeah. Some of you thought you never could pick up a wrench, and Lou got you picking up wrenches. Now, of course, Lou has uh, moved on to his platform, Garage Insider TV. In fact, people, I tell you, I know you got a lot of folks on your Facebook right now. You don't know them. Delete two and add. <laughs> Go follow 
Garage Insider TV. Great show. It is a great show. And so Lou Santiago is going to join us, but we're going to cover some of the news. Some of it's beneficial. Some of it may not be beneficial, but we're going to cover it. For the first time ever, something took place uh, in the automotive industry within the last month or so. And I didn't catch this. I was a little late to the game on this story, but I thought it fascinating. How many right now drive a pickup truck? You do. Bree well, does. lots of people raising their hands. Yep. We like our pickup trucks. Well, pickup trucks actually outsold cars for the first time. What first year? time. No, man. Like, we are like selling. Ever. Ever. First time. To give you perspective, um, these trucks are outselling by more than 17,000 units. Wow. That's a big deal. That is. Uh, of course, uh, so you know, pickup trucks have a tendency to make a little more profit than the smaller cars. Now, you buying a car, uh, that probably doesn't matter. You want the best deal that you can get. Uh, but I thought that was fascinating, Susie. Uh, pickup trucks are outselling cars. They're more versatile, that's for sure. I think so. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, a lot of you, to switch gears here, you're into Uber and Lyft. And I always worry about Lyft and Uber. And what they're doing from a technology point of view, we live in an app-based economy for the most part. Hey, in the garage, we use Lyft. We spend buku money picking and, you know, shuttling. And But Lyft promises, now it's a promise. I don't know how big promise, you know, how they say promises. Lyft promises to switch to 100% electric vehicles by 2030. Wow, that's only 10 years from now. That's a big statement. That is a big statement. We got to ask Lou, do you think the mechanic is going the way of the elevator man? Good question. I hope not. Wow. I'm not retiring anytime soon. I need to fix cars for a living. And uh, But any event, that's a, that's a couple of things on the news item. Um, Susie, I know that you have developed the art of covering the weird. Weird automotive news what is happening in the weird automotive news of your life well this is kind of cool do you love tinkering with electronics frank i never did i was i told you the story i was introduced to this automotive situation <laughs> by my father-in-law and i hated it but really? no as a kid maybe i had an erector set okay but well, otherwise i was hopping the subway train in new york i didn't mess around with cars all right well for those of you who love tinkering with electronics and also love music you're going to want to watch this YouTube video on Robotron. And it stars a Robotron. 20- Robotron. Isn't that I a cool remember. name? remember. Robotron was like, that was, the, that was the thing. Yeah, you have to watch this video. So it stars a 2015 Subaru Impreza. 2015 Subaru. Right. Now the Robotron. That's right. Is this like UFC? Well, it's not UFC at all. All right. What are they doing? But the crux of the story is pretty simple. So this husband wanted to do something special for his wife's birthday. So he created a little electronic board that plugs into the car's ignition chime system to play her favorite songs. What? Yep. In a Subaru. Yes, in a Subaru. All right, let's paint the picture. So where is this processor? Where is this living? It's a. So it actually fits right underneath the dash. It's a little SD card reader and a small speaker, and he loaded it into his wife's vehicle. So instead of hearing a bing, 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 she gets to listen to her favorite song, Toto, by Toto, Africa. Who doesn't Who doesn't what? love that song? So I'm trying to figure out with all this controlled air and network, and people are scared to even touch their <laughs> stuff. 
This man has the talent to get in there. How cool is that? And he, wow, I'm thinking we could do a lot more. Oh, heck yeah. Because I got to tell you, that chime since 1920, that sucker's been, I mean, people it's don't- It's obnoxious. They don't like it. So the Europeans, Mercedes got fancy. Right. And you know what's they, funny? They studied the chime. They did. And what now what do they do? Well, I got a Mercedes. All right. What is yours? What I is don't yours drive do? it. My wife, she don't let me touch it. She thinks I'm not capable. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's frequency Deutsch, I was born in the Deutschlander. But the the Mercedes, listen, this is a big business. If you don't, if you guys don't know, there is a chime engineer, and that chime engineer, he doesn't go home, he doesn't sleep right unless he's got the tonality right. Because if you ask people, what is freaking annoying? I don't care what year, is the bing doom ding. Yep, it's the chime. And, and when it when it comes to our garage and there's a stuck relay or whatnot, or we got a short to ground, short to voltage, and it doesn't shut off or a door jar switch. They ask to disconnect it. We people come in, that's when we <laughs> well, they yeah, so we need to know this guy. <laughs> but you lost me. How does Robotron fit in? So they actually recorded it. So it was it was just a little video that Robotron did. They posted it on YouTube. I like that. Yeah, and it's really cool. So what song would you replace your bing, bing, bing with? In the morning, which I need, anything Guns N' Roses. Okay, that's a good one. Bree, what about uh, what about you? Bree, I don't know. Bree, what, uh, what kind of music would you replace with the chime action? Probably Alkaline Trio or something pop punk. Simple plan. In the morning? In the morning? Absolutely. Because I think psychologically we damage people. We don't know what. In the morning, it's got to be specific. It kind of does. After the day has just made us like jello, because in the afternoon I'm playing, I want to hear some like Buddha music. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) I put on my coffee jazz in the afternoon. I mean, you guys guys listening have, have your method. I said this in the opening of the show, and I don't think we were being cheesy about it. I think music... And your hoopty. Could our, our society could change, I think. As kids growing up, I think it should be mandatory. Mom and dad, yes, you start them off in a go-kart. You plan a college fund. You now need to plan the hoopty fund. <laughs> because I think we can straighten out some of societal problems. Music and a hoopty. That's right. I may look into doing that for my car. If you do that? Yep. I think I think we should patent it somehow. I well, think isn't we, it already patented? Prob- I know. I'm saying somebody just like <laughs> they circumnavigated. <laughs> I mean, you could. I don't think you get away with that. Like a like a new Dodge with a hundred million lines of code. Right. I think you'd probably play and bypass the chime, but then the air suspension don't work, <laughs> and then the antennas doing a sideway Macarena. I think that could be a problem. But I love that story because out of everything that I heard. It's reinvention. Men, we run into troubles. We don't know what to do after 20 years. And this man took the time for his lady. And I love that story. Well, I want to tell you guys, you need to hang in with us uh, as a Navy veteran. uh, Build talent, Lou Santiago of Garage Insider TV. We're going to pick his brain. How did he get started? Where did Lou Santiago come from? And how he's just amassed an amazing series uh, to inspire so many people. Stay tuned. We got Luis Santiago next. Red Nation. I want my mileage back. 
Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG. Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Birds flying high. You know how I feel Sun in the sky You know how I feel Breeze drifting by You know how I feel It's a new dawn It's a new day It's a new life for me Right on, welcome back, WrenchNation.tv. Hang on over there. I know a lot of you guys got to dip in and out. Don't forget, big, big shout-out. All of our Saturday replays, KFNX, uh, you can catch the show in its entirety, 90.7. And, of course, 88.7, The Pulse. A lot of you are sort of kind of going into a different direction right now. We get it. You know, some of you retooling. We've talked to a lot of you. We, we see a lot of you coming through the garage and... I don't care how old you are because of this economy situation, but there's some education that's tied into your redirection, your repositioning. I saw this back in 2008. We had seasoned professionals come in uh, and they said, hey, we're retooling because of the way this economy is shifting. So education will always be a part of that. And we are excited and honored to share with you uh, an individual that, Man, at the root and the core of everything that you do with this gentleman here, education is deep in the veins, whether he is working on a big old earth moving mammoth of a a machine or he's hanging out with a 68 Mustang. Lou Santiago is out there with the spirit of education and you can't take that away. Nope. And I think at the core, you know who you are when you're not, when you're (laughs) not about the right and it just comes off wrong. Lusaniago, he's not part of that. No, he's real deal, man. Real deal. So let's bring in our guest, uh, special guest, Lusaniago. Welcome to the show, partner. What's happening, Frank, Susie? Uh, hi, Lou. Frank, what's going on, guys? Well, we, you know, just, we, we, this is therapy, man, for us. Oh, well, yeah. Everybody needs therapy, whether it's a, whether it's a beverage or talking to someone. You gotta have therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Lou, listen, we, we're going to step back in time because a, a lot of folks have seen you on TV over the years, and uh, you have truly inspired many people. And, you, and you're a humble cat. You're not getting that, you know, uh, some folks let it, you know, and they try to start starring in movies. And You just have always been humble about educating folks, car enthusiasts, uh, professionals. Growing up well, in the Bronx, I got to go back to the Bronx because when I, when I found out Lou grew, like somewhat grew up in the Bronx, that Man, hit home to you, didn't it, Frank? It did, because, dude, I was right across the way, Hudson, uh, the, the Harlem River in uh, Washington <laughs> Heights. I said, Man, I think I knew Lou growing up somewhere in a bodega. <laughs> Tell us about, go back to the early years 
Were you tinkering with, with stuff as a youngster? I actually, we started out on Elder Avenue. And then we moved, my, my mother was, uh, she worked at PS 77. Wow. It was, and then my dad was an iron worker. He worked at Grand Iron Works down in the Hunts Point Market area. Wow. So that's what, that's what, that's what they did. And then we moved out to Long Island. Long Island. Hempstead. (laughs) We moved out to Hempstead. And then I would go during the, you know, when you had summer off from school, I would go stay in Co-op City with my cousin. Oh, I remember Co-op City. Yeah, so we would. So I, that's what I would do, and then we would just run around from co-op and, and go all over the place. And but I'm the only car guy in my family. Now, how did so, that happen? How did that happen, Lou? I mean, like what what was like what I've, hit you? I've, I've always I've always had an affinity for cars. Anything anything that ran, I had an affinity for. So my dad was not my dad wasn't a mechanic. He was he did woodworking, you know, later on. But he was all he was an iron worker, so he built stuff. And he could draw stuff, but nobody in my family, even today, well, I take that back. I have a cousin that I hadn't seen in a million years that I saw again at my aunt's funeral last year. He's a car guy. Other than that, there's no car guys in my family. None, zero. But me and me and my my cousin OJ. That's it. Did you have and, uh, Did you have folks in the family? Uh, you know, whether it be mom or dad or uncle, what have you? When they when they saw this interest, maybe they had different ideas about where Lou should go. You know, because as youngsters, a lot of folks are trying to pressure by what the parents maybe didn't become. Let's just face it. we got to get deep with that. Did your parents, well, your, your parents come from that era where they, no. or were they just totally promoting Lou? You're going to just do, do you Lou? Well, well, we'll see. It, it was kind of, well, here, here's the momentary down. And my mom died when I was 13 of cancer. Wow. Oh, that's so a young age. My dad. Wow. Yeah. And my dad, you know, my my dad, he was he dropped out of high school and he and he worked. That's what he did. You know, what I mean, he was that guy. He worked. That's 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 what he knew. That's what he did. So basically, you know, there was three of us. I have an older brother and a younger sister, and basically we were on autopilot. You know, I mean, my dad did what he could. I have no, I have no. I'm not saying anything bad about him. He did what he could, and and, and I respect him for it. But I actually found my passion for cars. When I realized that I had it, there was a guy down at the end of the street, Tommy Rhodes. He had a 69 Z28 Camaro. Around the corner was Louis Carnival. Down the street from him was, was Fat George. Louis Carnival was building a 57 convertible. Fat George had a 34 two-door sedan. And then down from Fat George was the Kesters. And the, there's like six Kesters. There, you know, there, there's, there's a bunch of them. They're, they're a tribe. And... Well, wait, I got to stop you right there, Lucy. People don't understand, like, some folks listening uh, from Iowa. One thing about back east, everybody's got a nickname. <laughs> I mean, you come, you just said a bunch of nicknames like that. We're like, like you can't get down in Long Island or the Bronx. <laughs> it, you know, it's like it's like we have uh, Joey Eyebrows in we our have, garage. Yeah, Joey and, we, eyebrows. and Joey Eyebrows no, is a great you know mechanic. <laughs> no, you know, you know what's even funnier, guys? It's, see, I can tell what, I can tell what, what part of my life my friends come from? <laughs> if they're if they're from New York, it's Louie. <laughs> okay, you know? Louie, Paulie, Tommy, Joey. It's always the IE. And then when in the Navy, it became Lou. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I know where you're from, depending on what you. Well, said. that that was that was your government name. See, that, there's a little bit. Exactly. See, you, exactly. you, well, let's talk about man. You you've done a lot of things. So here you are. You growing up. Uh, I gotta say, 60s, 70s or so 
whether it's Long Island, of course, you know, down in the boogie down Bronx, especially uh, Hunts Point, South Bronx, Yankee Stadium yeah. area, 60s, yeah, 70s, yeah. and even 80s was no joke. Did you find no, it was, that yeah. it, it was a release for you to have these folks in the neighborhood who weren't slinging crack cocaine, who weren't part of the ball busters or whatever gang, and, and you were able yeah. to stay away from that? Talk to us about that. I, I was able to stay away from it because I, I wanted I wanted to be around cars. I mean, honestly, that was I mean, like to me, it, it never made sense to me. Why should I get into drugs or why should I do crime? Because then I can't build cars. I can't learn cars if I'm if I'm if I'm locked up. You know what I mean? It was that simple, and that, that's just what I did. Yeah, I would rather mess with cars than than do that other stuff. I just I don't understand the whole the whole drug thing because it just doesn't make sense to me because then I can't build a car. So why would I want to do drugs? <laughs> well, you know what? That's a powerful message. <laughs> that um, is powerful. Cause you got a lot of, you know, we're, we're based out of the East Valley Institute of technology, one of the premier high school trade schools, automotive program and a bunch of programs. Yeah. And there are a lot of kids listening right now. And I say kids respectfully, we got some young adults up in here, but right, my right, point right. is you said this in a disciplined fashion. And we would just say to you listening that, Heck yeah, man, tinker. And, and it doesn't mean that you got to go out and get a car or some, you know, classic big dollar, you know, restoration. But, man, just get some, get a go-kart because yeah. it, it, oh, it, yeah. it, it, it keeps you busy. And, and you said it, and you said it actually pretty disciplined. Like, like you know, like you, like you probably wrote a book or two on the way you said <laughs> I mean, But I know for you, you had perspective and you knew what you didn't want to get into. Drugs. Right. Was, uh, we all had mutual people that uh, beautiful girls we grew up that got involved the wrong way. Oh, yeah. And we just are trying to spread that message, really, with this little show we have. is like, you know, Tinker Man. I don't care if you take a blender apart, man. Just keep yourself busy. That's right. You know, exactly. Yeah. You feel a lot of kids, um, they do get caught up. And it becomes a crutch because then it's psychological, it's stimuli, it's social. And these kids are like... Well, I didn't have a mom and dad. And that becomes the excuse? You think? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't, I, I can't, I can't buy into that excuse. I really can't because, you know, I know it's not like I'm rich. It's not like I was rich. You know, I always, I always just wanted to, to mess with stuff. You know, I had the old Briggs and Stratton mini bike, built my own exhaust for it out of pipe, black iron pipe, you know, made a drag pipe, just weird stuff. Took, took the engine apart. Got some sandpaper and a sheet of steel and a piece of plate steel and, and milled the head down by hand, just sanding it down, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And that's what I I've admire. Always, yeah, because I've always done stuff you know? for oh. the most part, self-taught. I know that you you went in uh, to some formality before what well, was after the Navy did or was it before the Navy that you uh, you did a little automotive trade? School? I went um, I, I, when I was in high school for, for me, high school was a full time job. Because I just I have a really hard time with the whole read four chapters and give me a report because I I learned later on in life that my brain just doesn't process it that well so reading is really tough for me so I'm I'm a hands on learner and what happened was was they had in New York you had to have the BOCES program you know where you go you do your core classes in the beginning of the day or in the afternoon depending on what classes you're in and then you went to BOCES and you learned your trade. So I did diesel mechanics, and then when I got out of when I got out of high school, I wasn't I wasn't planning on walking for graduation or doing any of that because I didn't 
I, I just wanted to get out of school. So I got, you know, when that came about, I just went to the recruiter and went in the Navy. And it was kind of funny because Man. when I went to the recruiter, yeah, when I went to the recruiter, it was the, um, the Army office was first. No, I'm sorry, the Air Force office was first, and, and they were closed. I didn't know what branch I was going to go in. I really didn't know. The Air Force office was closed. I certainly wasn't going to go in the Army because I've seen some of my friends going in there, and they were idiots. So I knew the army didn't have the greatest standards. Oh snap! So, if you're yeah. army right now, just, sorry, we're really sorry. Just, oh, this is some army guy going. What the hell? It's, it's okay, they're used to it. They're used to it. Well, listen, so, as, as squids, they always mess with us. I was on an old exactly. tank landing ship. You know the jokes they say about us squids. So we'll just keep exactly. it balanced. It's all good. You army, <laughs> you army, and especially so, you jarheads out there. We know exactly, exactly. <laughs> so. The next office was the Navy office. So I went into the Navy office and, and, you know, and I was, it was actually, it was November, you know, so school was still going on. So I went in there and, and I was talking to, it was a, his first class, it was a Filipino cook named Ray Vergara, which is so bizarre that I remember his name, but he, I sat down and he goes, so do you want to join the Navy? I said, I just want to get the hell out of here. If I don't get out of here, I'm going to get in trouble. It's all there is to it. Wow. So he goes, well, are you in trouble? I'm like, no, I, ah. I need to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I and, I really, and I wasn't, but I knew, I knew the, longer I, the longer I would stay that I would just get into more things. I knew that because, you know, I'd have time on my hands. So he starts giving me the, oh, well, you know, I don't know if you can go now. To, you know, we, we could do it next month, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, nah, man, I, I got to leave. And they had one copy machine between the four offices, and there's this <laughs> Marine gunny sergeant making copies and he looks at me and goes, I can put you in right now. I can take we can sign the paperwork. I'll take you to Fort Hamilton. You'll be you'll be in going to Paris Island tomorrow morning. I'm like, let's go. Wow. <laughs> and, and, yeah. And Ray was like, no, 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 no. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, He's Lou, like, you you uh you bring him back gave me a little goosebumps and I think I can speak for a lot of people. Whatever. It's thirty years ago, ten years ago, five years ago. I wasn't necessarily into the mechanical side of things. You know, I subway hopped and blah, blah, blah. I went to music and art, yeah. and I played music. But I did yeah. the very same thing you did. New York was rough. I knew I was going to yeah. get in trouble. My music was cool. I was playing with a lot of cats, Tito Puente, Dizzy Gillespie, Lionel Hampton, yeah. Carnegie Hall, all that. I did the very same thing. I took a hard <laughs> left, and I told the recruiter the same thing. It was the Navy. I also yeah. did Air Force, but they were six months out. <laughs> and yeah. I said, yeah. I said, I said the very same thing. Uh, I need to leave like right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you, you just gave me some memories, but I, I, I think um, you went on to work with with uh, the support as a CB construction and building with the Navy yeah. SEALs. That must have been explosive for you, discipline wise. It kicked it up notches. Actually, actually, they are. They, you know, I was. My first duty station, I, I did beach landings. That's I got in all kinds of trouble. We did beach landings. And then from there, I got out for a little bit, went back in. I tried to get my dad as my dependent so I could get him fixed because he needed to, He needed a bunch of surgeries from being an iron worker. Wow. So I went back in, and uh, my, neighbor, my, my neighbor was a big wig at Social Security, so she got him hooked up with Social Security. So I stayed, you know, I, I re-enlisted after. I think I was out 18 months. I went back in. And then I went, for, I went to Newfoundland, Canada. Newfoundland, I met my wife. She's from Maine. She was in the Navy. But from Newfoundland, I went to Gulfport, Mississippi, where I was in a CB battalion. And then from there, I went to Spec War Group staff, 
which is Spec World Group staff is the the boss of their respective coasts. See, I was on Bean and I was on the East Coast. They were the boss of the East Coast SEAL teams. Right. Each team has a CEO, but the, their boss is a full bird captain, which is staff. So I did. I was there for two years, and then I crossed the street and went to SEAL Team Eight. And it's funny because the seal the seals are cool. They really are. I mean, they're great guys. They're all that that alpha type personality. The word can't doesn't exist in in their vocabulary. They just they do wacky stuff. But the thing is, is they're they are they're the rich kids in the neighborhood. They get whatever they want. That, I mean, from a military perspective, yeah. Or yeah, just they do. Yeah, no, I I can see that. We were out in Coronado. You know what I mean? I was on a I was tank in Coronado yeah. with Beachmasters, yeah. Yeah, and I could see that, and and, and that maybe yeah. added a little bit more appeal. Why you wouldn't want to mess with them? <laughs> <laughs> you think the yeah. Air Force recruiters are listening, saying we got to make this more available to our young men and women? <laughs> <laughs> we lost two no, good guys because, to the Navy. <laughs> no, no, Susie, because the Chair Force is all, is, is a totally different. <laughs> animal. It's a totally different animal. He's they a really Chair are. Force. They're all right. The, yeah, 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 yeah. They don't. But, you know, they, and, and I'll, I'll tell you a story about that in a minute, but, you know, they're, they're a totally different animal. Now, in the Air Force, you got PJs, and you've got the, uh, the, uh, the guy, they're a weatherman, basically, and then there's a third, there's a third job that they do. Those guys, those guys are all, they're badasses. They right. really are. Yeah. They're, they're badasses. The rest of them, they, you know, they're, 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 they play with planes. I, got, I don't know what else they do, but there's three in the Air Force that are, that are they're badasses. We'll leave it at chair but, force. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at chair. Exactly. And, and in the Army, and in the Army, the ones, that, you know, the ones that are badasses are the Green Burritos, you know, the Green Berets. <laughs> you know, they, they're cool. But, you know, you got, but see, the thing that's cool is by being with the SEALs, I got to see the, those other guys. You know what I mean? That That's what made it so cool. And because... They had they had money. I was able to do stuff with them that there's no way I could have been able to do with with the regular CB battalion. They got the boat's gone now, but they had this patrol boat. Basically, it was called the Mark Five, and it could go from San oh, yeah. Diego yeah. To, to to Hawaii on one tank of fuel. I got to R and D that thing before it came out. Wow. I wanted to get to more of the, the mechanical side of things. I, I'd like to do this because this will give us a whole stretch of time. We do need to cut to break. If you're just joining us, we got the talented Lou Santiago. People, I want you right now to get on to garageinsidertv.com. I told you earlier, get rid of two Facebook people and add <laughs> add some relevancy in your life. You will go love. YouTube and get on there. And YouTube, YouTube as YouTube well. And get on it. YouTube, yeah, YouTube, Garage Insider GarageInsiderTV.com is the is the website, and of course you can catch Lou on YouTube. I want you to stay tuned. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the R and D on a Mark Five. We got to get to that. You guys stay tuned. Ranch Nation next. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores nationwide locations. You know one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time. The quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks a complete line of original equipment parts that our customers deserve if you're an installer get on to partsauthority.com check locations nationally near you partsauthority.com Right on. 
Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Frank and Susie uh, hanging out with you guys. A big shout out to uh, all of you on Saturday. We appreciate you spending time. Uh, make sure to get on to your favorite podcast player. We are all up there, and you guys can catch uh, well over 194 shows. I want you to do something right now. You probably just caught this show. Maybe you're new. We try to give you value by way of not wasting your time. If we tell you to go look up or follow an individual, it's definitely going to be well worth it. Lou Santiago is our guest. He's with Garage Insider TV. I want you guys to take a moment. Please don't do this while you're driving and get on a Garage Insider TV. Subscribe. Tap the notification bell. Lou's doing incredible things with uh, some, well, eclectic vehicles, some classic vehicles. And he has been seen by millions. Uh, Spike TV's Muscle Car Garage and, of course, the popular Carfix TV show. So get on to uh, YouTube Garage Insider TV. Lou, welcome back, partner. What's happening, Frank? Uh, you, so you just gave us this whole situation uh, with this Mark V. Uh, tell the people, what is a Mark V? It was, and I think it's, I think they're, they've moved on to another. It's a Mark VI, model. I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. but um, when, when I was in, the Mark V was the first patrol boat of its kind, as far as I know. You had SBU, which they rolled into special operations, that, that, which would be in Vietnam, the Brown Water Navy. Yes. So it's all the patrol boats. But they they were going to a bigger boat, and the Mark V was designed to hold, you know, like 10 to, 10 to 12 or maybe 15 SEALs. It had, it was a bigger boat. It was, it was a pretty, it was a pretty hefty boat for it, you know, at its time. I mean, it had some really good armament. It was fast. It had twin... I believe they were Volvo diesels, 500 horse a piece. So, you know, it's that's suited, sick. You know, that's it's, sick power when you need it. It's right there. Yeah. And, and it had, you know, and it had, you know, state of the art radar, state of, you know, state of the art everything because it was for the Jedi's, as I like to call them. <laughs> yeah. So it was, you know what I mean? It had, it had all the good stuff for its day. But it was cool because, it, you know, there was a guy at staff, he was a civilian guy named John. And, he asked me and another mechanic to, to come with them to, to check it out, you know, to, to give us, give input on it. And that was really cool to me because, you know, there's, there's nowhere else where you're going to be allowed to do that. No. So you, you know, had some you input. You were actually be able to survey this thing and yeah. input when to possibly looked, make it better. Yeah. 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 When we looked at it, there's a ramp on the back. When we looked at it, it didn't have the ramp. We're like, hey, can we put a ramp on this thing so they can just drive the IBS right up the back, you know, the Zodiacs right up the back instead of reaching over trying to pull it up just stuff like that little so it was just cool you know and like i said nowhere else are you going to get to do that kind of stuff unless you're with with that type of command and now it, it's funny because my my career was and you know this frank you know remember when you used to call for orders and you'd negotiate orders to go somewhere uh, yeah. when, I would call, when i when i would call the detail i'd be like let me have whatever you can't get rid of that's right, wow. and uh. and, they, and they would go. Well, you know, it's a dead end, but I can I can send you the SEAL team. Hey, I'm like, okay, that's cool, <laughs> and, then, and I go because because as a CB, it was always you got to do your battalion time to become a chief, and I'm like, I'm never going to become a chief. I'll be lucky if I if I don't get kicked out because they tried kicking me out three times. I'll be lucky if I ever make E6. So what does it matter? So I just went to you know I'd go to these commands and. I actually figured out a loophole by accident. What happened was I would call and I would get these orders 
And they and they'd say, well, you know, you got to reenlist for six years. I'm like, nah, I'm not reenlisting. Doesn't no, I'll go home. But, you know, what's the what's the what's the tour? Well, it's a two year billet. Well, then I'll extend. You know, so I would extend for two years, eighteen months. I'm calling them back for new orders, and I would extend again. I actually extended so many times in sixteen years. I only have one discharge. <laughs> <laughs> So for all of you military hopefuls, uh, military hopefuls on this side of the fence, and all of you recruiters on the other side of the fence, we just gave you a bunch of good information. Yeah. <laughs> but I so think was, what you yeah. said, Lou, which is really cool, is like you didn't really care. You wanted it wasn't like you were on a quest for exotic. You just wanted to make sure that you got involved in some journey stuff. Like, you wanted to journey in the military. I yeah. mean, and, and you weren't looking to skate out. Like, everybody wanted to go to Hawaii or Perth or, you know, Australia and stuff. And it's really cool. I mean, you you decided, man, I, I'm just, no, give me your least popular. <laughs> right. And literally, and it, and it was the stuff that they couldn't get rid of. I would always take the billet that, that no one wanted. And I was fine with it because... Because, like I said, I you know I was just lucky to be there, and it, for me, it just became a big game. It really, it really did. It became a big game because they tried kicking me out three times, and I had two. I had two good conduct medals. You know, you get them every four years. I had two in my whole career. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. I hear you. So I was just doing my own deal because my my philosophy was is well, it, I actually got this from this philosophy from Mike Thornton, who's a Congressional Medal of Honor winner. I was I was having a beer with Mike, and he said, you know, we're talking, and I'm like, Mike, I'm getting out. He's like, why? I'm like, well, because I'm done with this. It's boring. I don't want to do it no more. He goes, he goes, I don't get it, Lou. He goes, he, he looks at me. He goes, you, you come in at seven thirty. You PT from seven to nine every Friday's a half day. You have you have thirty days vacation. You have you know you, you basically do what you want to do. I mean, I don't see what the problem is. As long as you're having a good time, why leave? And I was like, you know, he's got a point. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty valid point, so I stayed. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> now, during this whole thing, you know, you you are at the same time, though. I mean, working on some pretty exclusive pro, uh, projects, you're building a serious skill set by way of working on some pretty big machinery fabricating uh you you didn't sometimes you didn't have a template you had to say okay this is how it measures let's try this you were developing a serious skill set well i mean and that's i mean when i was in battalion when i was in nmcb1 i you know they made me the floor soup of of, uh, the heavy shop so we had a we had a steel worker there who's supposed to do all the welding and he wasn't worth a damn so i sent him back (laughs) and their chief was like well you know we're not going to give you i'm like i don't care i'll figure it out so that's where I really that even though my dad was a welder, I I really learned how to weld when I was in the navy, and I you know I hard I hard faced a bunch of dozer blades and, and some excavator buckets. We rebuilt the back half of an excavator bucket in Guam. We did a bunch of stuff like that. So it was really that was really cool, you know. And that's where I really started doing it. And then when I was at uh when I was at eight, they had a bunch of the the zodiacs, you know, because they're hard on nets the, the, yeah. those boats. I actually turned up rebuilding a bunch of stuff on on the boats themselves because I I would take them apart and figure like I built half the tube on one of them. They were going to dispo this boat. I was like, well, let me try it. I mean, what's the worst could happen? It doesn't work. You're going to throw it out anyway. So I rebuilt the whole back half, the cone, and everything. 
And it was just something to do. I just, I just love taking stuff apart and trying to figure it out. You know, when I was in Newfoundland, we plowed snow. That was our major job. But even plowing snow can be fun at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know what so, I mean? So, Susie, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing MacGyver before MacGyver. I'm telling you, he I is. mean, Luke. Let's face it, man. It's like that's that's an asset when you have, like, in our garage. I got a MacGyver. I mean, yeah. the guy make a refrigerator fly. And it's like, but he doesn't have any drivability skills. <laughs> but he could make a refrigerator fly. I don't, you know, that's a right. MacGyver type and. Um, we got to fast forward. We're going to get to the TV stint. And of course, if you're just joining us, man, we're honored to have Lou Santiago, uh, Garage Insider TV. Please get on to uh, YouTube. Hit that subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Lou's doing some pretty incredible stuff. I guarantee you, if you're not learning anything, you're just going to have some fun. I'll tell you that. Um, but, but Lou does an amazing job. Now, Lou, you've done a lot of hard left turns. You took a hard left and now said... Well, I'm going to get into human behavior. How did you end up with a degree in human behavior? We got to hear this. I was, I, I had back surgery while I was in. And when I retired, I actually, I retired early. That's when Clinton was putting everybody out. I retired early because my wife was diagnosed with cancer. Oh boy. So I retired and she's, she's still with us. So we're good. All right. But, um, I retired and I had back surgery. I've had, I've had both my knees scoped three times. My neck is fouled up. So the VA said, hey, you're 30% disabled. You can go to school. And I'm thinking, you know, school's, school's really hard, but I figured, you know, I'll, I'll try it. You know, I, I'd go. So I turned it. It took me six years to get a two-year degree going full-time. <laughs> we ain't laughing at you, man. We, we're with you because a lot of us yeah. are not. <laughs> I mean, I agree. Funny. We're not. We're not. Somebody, look, and I'm, I'm speaking to you right now, you listening. You may not be book smart. Don't let time kill you. That's time right. will expire right. you out when you're in the game. You just right. got to work a little as longer. Long as you There's finish, nothing that's wrong all with that matters. That. Yeah. Just finish. Right, right, right. I mean, my goal was my goal was to get the degree. I mean, I'm plain and simple. And and the guy who was my VA guy, Larry York, he was a super guy. Like he he saw I was having trouble, and he did everything he could to help me, which I which. I respect him so much for that. That's a mentor right there. Was, yeah. yeah, he was the man. Yeah, he was like, you're going to do this. You know, because I was ready to cash in. I was like, this doesn't make sense. He's like, he's like, you can do this. He goes, you got all the time. The government's paying for it. Use it. So I did. And that's how I turned up doing the whole behavior thing. I wanted to get into nursing. I really, I really wanted to get into nursing because I thought, you know, dude, I could be in an ER messing with gunshot wounds, you know, something like crazy like that. And I was cool with that. But I just couldn't pass <laughs> chemistry. So yeah, you kind of need chemistry there to understand. I don't, I don't understand it. I could, I could, you know, I can do, you know, I can do chemistry. It just may not be the right kind. <laughs> so, so I turned, you know, so I did that, and then I turned up working. I, I, I substitute taught at a juvie jail that's here in, in North Carolina, and I did that for two years. Working, you know, working in the uh, in the jail, and that was that was fun too. I was going to say really that's got to be rewarding. You actually uh, did a stint, and, and in some respects, still do by by way of what you're educating folks under hood and all that. But you were able to take human behavior, your experience as uh, as a Navy guy, traveling, your journey, and help some of these kids that may have just took a ride over the cliff. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm a realist, you know. I mean, and and. And being that I have a very, I have very little filter, you know, when I would be, when I would be working in the jail, 
these kids, man, I can't wait to get out of here and get my freedom back. They, and, t- and I tell them, no, 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 no. Stop right there. Nobody took it from you. When you went in that store, waving that gun around, thinking that you're the man, you told the state, I don't need my freedom right now. I'm going to give it to you to keep. Wow. Man, the only that's, way you're, that's the only way solid. you're going to get it back is by acting right. You know, you when you get out, if you act right, you're not going to go back. You're not going to be in the situation again. You know, and that's what I was telling. And it was really crazy because I was still going to school at that time. And uh, I'm, at, I'm in the courtyard at Central Piedmont Community College down in Charlotte. And the, and the only people that ever call me Mr. Santiago are from the school. You know what I mean? They're the only ones. Right. And I hear, Mr. Santiago, Mr. Santiago. And one of the guys, he, he, he was out. He did his time. He comes up to me and goes, you were right, Mr. Santiago. Freedom's too precious. Like, I ain't going to give it back up. I got my GED. I'm going to school now. And I'm going to get a two-year degree. I'm like, there you go. Man, that's, know, that's, that's powerful when you when you put that perspective because uh, there's an air of entitlement, I think. Exactly. And I think by that's a slap in the face when you say, you know what, you're responsible of how right. you took away your freedom. Right. That's right. powerful. No one took it away. But you know what you another know, slap in the face is in New Hampshire? I don't know if you know this, but on their license plate that the prisoners actually have to make, it actually yeah. says on their live free or die. Every day, these prisoners have to make these license plates. Now, I'd be interested yeah. to see if there's any statistic. Does that make a, a difference in you know recidivism? I mean, that's a whole other show, but <laughs> I, that's ironic. That's yeah. craziness right there. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, we got the talented Luis Santiago. I want you to get on to YouTube, Garage Insider TV with Luis Santiago great platform hit that subscribe button i guarantee you you're going to learn a lot uh, a little bit of life a whole lot of underhood lou is a talent and some may consider one of the best muscle car restoration talents in the country and that is no joke you spent a lot of time over in sema um what do you think about sema this year are we are we i know apex uh industry wise uh, automotive industry is doing the apex is sema coming back this year I would like I, I would like to say yes, but I mean you know this Wu Tang beer virus has got everybody scared. <laughs> what I mean, did you call the it? Bottom line. All right, you got to rephrase Wu-Tang. it. What did you say? <laughs> the Wu Tang beer virus. <laughs> <laughs> it's as crazy as that for sure. I mean, Wu- uh, I that's... mean, it's just it, that, yeah, it's crazy because uh, here's the deal, guys. I, I know there's something going on. I'm not that naive. But I don't think it's nowhere near as bad as they keep saying because in the beginning, if you listen to the news, they would say, well, you know, we think we have a million cases, but we've only been able to test 10,000 people. So that means we have a million 10,000 cases. Like, no, that doesn't. Am I the only one that's listening to this? Yeah, you no, know, there's I mean, a lot of controversy, no doubt, for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I know, I know a guy, his grandfather died of a heart attack, and when he got to the, you know, he, he died in route which is, you know, I'm sorry to hear that, but it's just what it is. But when he got there, they were like, oh, yeah, this was coronavirus. And like, no, and and his his mother's like, no, he died of a heart attack. And they put they put coronavirus on the death certificate. Yeah. Well, well, the other the other thing, too, was what we what we understood. Uh, Of course, New York City uh, really getting hit. Uh, In fact, the Bronx, I think the Bronx was seeing fourteen hundred cases or something a day. And I I was reaching out. To a lot of my Boricua family out there, and you know, people are humble, and it, it, and you get slapped in the face like that. But the respirators, you know, without getting too sidetracked here, the respirators, a lot of those deaths came from sort of this accidental. I don't know how to use that respirator. Right. But let's try this. Right. I mean, we yeah. were we were in a desperate mode. Um, 
But the good thing is, this is what I say about car people, man. I always said, put car people in government. I think things would be a little different. Um, <laughs> but you are still out there, and you made this transition. I'd like to step back. Let's dive into some of the great TV stuff you did. How did TV come about, man? I, I know it wasn't like you auditioned, right? I mean, Total did, fluke. It's fluke. That's how it goes down. Total <laughs> fluke. Total fluke. I was in my shop. Oh, all right, let me back up. If you remember on Spike TV in the morning, you had the Three Stooges on Sunday. Then you had the Power Block, and then you had the, the 70s Kung Fu movies, okay? Well, I love the Three Stooges, and I love the Kung Fu movies. Old school right there, so, yeah. Yeah, I'd be in my shop working, just listening to the TV. I don't listen to the radio. I listen to the TV. And they had this, they had a four-link calculator. It was a free download. So, I, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't get it then. But, you know, like three months later, I had gotten a computer, my first computer, and I was looking for the four-link calculator, and I found this, ac- this application for hosting a new show. And, and I literally, I just, I'd never, I, I just got my computer like a week old. So I started messing around. I turned up putting stuff on this application and I couldn't make it go away. Hit delete. You know, I'm doing all this. I'm trying to figure out. So the universe was in your face. It was in your face. It's like that, that long lost cousin that won't go away. It's like, no man. Yeah. So I hit enter and it goes away. Now I know that that's the way you send it. So a couple months later, I get this email and it sits on my, on my computer a few more months. I finally look at it and it's from RTM productions. And they want a headshot, a resume, and a five-minute video. So I didn't have a headshot. I, di- I really didn't know what a headshot was, so I sent the Polaroid. <laughs> like, you know, the old-school Polaroid with the white strip on the bottom. Oh, God. And, I, oh, and, I, and I, put, I put in Sharpie, they wouldn't let me have the one from the post office. <laughs> and, and then my, bro- my brother happened to be down here visiting from, from Norfolk, because he he's also retired CB. And my, my brother actually got my billet when I retired. He got my job when I retired. They literally changed the social in the first name. Wow. And, yeah, so, and that was when Afghanistan had just kicked off. Right. Like it just kicked off. So we're down in my shop talking about all the Jedis going over and all this other stuff. And he's filming. And, I'm, you know, I got my welding machine running. I got a glove on. And... And, and he goes, you know, I'm filming all this. So we start we start arguing. And I'm like, you know, you're a moron, yada, 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 F you, F this, you know, the whole thing. And I just I just lay a bead, burn it in, pick it up with my glove and his smoke. I said, I weld, screw it, it's over. And I throw it on the table. And I, and I, was, I drive around with this package in my truck because I was working for the school system at the time. And uh, I mailed it in prob- almost six months late. That's how, that's how late it was. Wow. And then I get a phone call. Hey, do you want to come to Tennessee? We want, we want, we want to check you out to be on this show. You know, they're selling me this thing. <laughs> it's Lou Santiago. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I said, well, you got to talk to my principal. And they're like, your principal? Like, yeah, I work for the school system. I, I just can't leave. I got a principal I got to answer to. So the next day, I give the phone to my principal. And I said, these people want me to do a TV show. They, they want me to go. They want me to stand in front of a camera. And she goes, well, do you want to do it? I said, I don't know yet. And she goes, I'll take care of it. So, so she took care of it. Next thing you know, a week later, I'm on a plane going to Tennessee. I stand in front of a camera. I come back. It was pretty bizarre. Then they called me and offered me a job. I was on TV. That is so cool. That is a cool story. And and what's really neat about it is you were true blue. 
whether it is TV or out of TV, and I think that's the way it should be. We know those shows that aren't organic. Yeah. And Lou, <laughs> the, I think what you bring to the screen, man, we are fans of Lou Santiago. Well. And I, I got to tell you, man, we need more of this because I, I got a minute left of this show. We could easily do another hour. Uh, I want to remind people, Garage Insider TV, man, get on to YouTube, subscribe, tap notification, catch Lou Santiago. Lou, I want to leave this, man. We're just so much running out of time. Susie, I hate when this happens. I know. Lou, fine. That's fine. I, I, I mean, I'll come back if you want me to. Yeah, we would love to. We want to follow up. And certainly, as we tell all of our uh, rock stars, man, whether they are mechanics out of Ohio, whether they're TV, whether they're NHR drivers, drivers, blah, blah. I tell you, man, if you are outside of Phoenix, we're just 20 miles outside of Phoenix. Our house yeah. is your house, man. Our garage um, and, and, and an open invitation. Uh, please, please come in and hang. Yeah. You got a place. Susie. Yes, you got a place. We got world famous coffee coming out we of a Keurig. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, you the man. I wish we had more time. Where do we send people? Give us a reminder. Garage Insider TV. It's on YouTube. That's where I'm at. That's it, people. Lou, thank you so much, man. Simple. No problem. Anytime, guys. Anytime. Yeah, we're going to bring Lou back oh, in the future. Oh, we have to bring we Lou gotta back. we got to follow up. And the thing about it is when you can find somebody that is true blue to, I always told you, listening, Susie, sing in your shower, man. Thank you. Don't sing for anybody else as a, as a sort of forward movement. I don't care what you do. If you're an accountant, a doctor, you have to do it for you first. And then if people join in your movement, that's the cherry on top. That's right. That's Don't right. do it for anything but you. And Lou Santiago is definitely a cat that is, uh, first and foremost, he's going to enjoy what he does. And uh, we're just uh, excited. Uh, any parting words for the audience, Susie? No, we're going to keep in touch with Lou. Yeah, we are. I want you guys to get on to wrenchnation.tv. Uh, check out well over 190 shows. There will be a show for you or you or you. There's always something exciting. Next week, we'll be back with you. Uh, of course, the live show Wednesday, 4 p.m. Uh, get on to Facebook. Uh, we, we don't do a whole lot of car tips on this show, but you know we are here for you. And if you're local, man, come down. Chandler and Dobson. Don't worry about spending money. We just want to see you. We'll give you a whole, uh, whole COVID little hand bump. That's right. And hopefully we get back to the hugs. <laughs> right? So as I tell you every week, man, be safe. Hug each other. And never forget to hug a McKinney. on wrenchnation.tv there's a billion websites out there well there's a ton of nice shows i think you guys will enjoy we know how it is i mean you got three to five seconds to listen to anything y'all got add <laughs> Susie, yes friend. am i lying you're not lying people don't have attention anymore so i'm just gonna tell you right up front we know this. We understand. Some of you are already gone because you just, oh, got to get over there. Next. You capture our attention, though. Well, WrenchNation.tv. I mean, you can catch. Leave it to Beaver's Tony Dow. We had a 50-year reunion with the Corvair. Yeah. 50 years that car came back in his life. Yes. Now, here's uh, I get excited about this community situation. Open change. Vehicle donations making a difference. There's a organization that has uh, donated uh, north of 6,000 cars on the East Coast. And last week, Noor Daoud 
Palestinian drift racer from Ramallah. Do you know what it's like growing up in Ramallah, Palestine? I don't even know where that's at. It's in a very volatile area of the okay. world. Like people are trying to just eat for it. I mean, it's tough. And she is out there breaking the barriers. But that's all on RenchNation.tv. And with that, I will invite you because we're all family up in here.